welcome to episode 12 of Crushing English, where I bring you bite-sized fun stuff about the English language, the history of words and tips and tricks on how to improve your English. I say bite-sized so I don't overwhelm you with too much info. It's important to learn the language little by little instead of getting overwhelmed with too much information. My name is Reese. I'm a lawyer and an English teacher here to help you and guide you in speaking and writing better English. If you're interested in grabbing my free ebook on 200 plus common English phrases and expressions for everyday use, visit www.crushingenglish.com slash free ebook. That's crushingenglish.com slash free ebook. I'll provide the link in the show notes to this episode. The ebook is completely free and is perfect for English beginners. Hello, everyone. I'm currently trying to keep my spirits up because I am recording this episode from rainy Manila, where it's currently raining cats and dogs. With that being said, why not record an episode on the common idioms about the weather? For those who don't know, idioms or idiomatic expressions are phrases that have a figurative meaning. They don't usually mean what they state, but are commonly used to express feelings, emotions, and situations. If you want to be a native English speaker, it's important to be familiar with as many idioms as possible. For today's episode, we will cover five idioms all relating to the weather, but may not have much to do with the weather at all. Let's go! Before we get started, I just have to tell you this awesome deal that I have with Bluehost. Bluehost is the best web hosting platform that I've ever come across, and it's so affordable. At just $3.95 a month, you can have your own website. Yep, just $3.95. Go to crushingenglish.com slash bluehost for more information. That's crushingenglish.com slash bluehost. Idiom number one. It's raining cats and dogs. Now this idiom is so appropriate because right now as I am recording this very segment, it's actually raining cats and dogs. So this phrase, cats and dogs, actually originated from the Greeks who come from the beautiful country of Greece. The phrase is from the common Greek expression, kata doxa, which means contrary to experience or belief. If it is raining cats and dogs, that means that it is raining unusually or unbelievably hard. So the next time it rains a lot, you can say, This weather is extreme. It's raining cats and dogs. Idiom number two. Save it for a rainy day. The object that you are usually saving refers to money, right? But when you say save it for a rainy day, it can also refer to anything that you may need later on. When you have an excess of something, it is wise to keep it and set it aside because who knows, there will come a time when you will need it. This is what they call a rainy day. A rainy day is that time when you really need something. 
So the next time you have an excess of anything or too much of something, why don't you save it for a rainy day? Idiom number three, rain on my parade. You can also say rain on your parade, depending on who you're talking about. So a parade is a happy time, right? It's when everyone is out on the streets, celebrating, cheering, and everyone is happy. So if you have a parade, it basically means that you are happy. And when it rains, it means that your happiness is ruined, destroyed, finished. Imagine if you were watching your favorite TV show, and your mother goes into the room and switches the TV off. Without asking permission, now she just rained on your parade. So the next time your father, mother, brother, sister, friend, or even a stranger does something that takes away your happiness, tell them, "Stop raining on my parade." Idiom number four: Take a rain check. You know when your friend invites you outside at nine o'clock at night, but you're already in bed and ready to sleep. You want to stay in bed, but also feel bad that you may be disappointing your friend. You tell him, "I'll take a rain check." This means that you do not want to commit, or you are not sure that you will go out, but you can make it up some other day. So the next time someone asks you to go out. And you would really rather stay at home and watch TV. Tell your friend, "Do you mind if I take a rain check? I have to stay at home tonight." Idiom number five: Come rain or shine. Imagine having a very important event. Let's say a wedding. Come rain or shine, the wedding must go on. This means that even if it rains, the wedding will continue. It will not be postponed or cancelled. The next time someone asks you if an event will push through, you can say, "The event will go on, come rain or shine." This way, all the people invited will more likely attend if they are sure that the event will never be cancelled. No matter the weather. If you enjoyed this episode or learned something new, please, please, please subscribe. Add this to your favorites. Leave a review, comment, share this podcast to your friends. The more, the merrier. Okay, so that wraps up our twelfth episode of Crushing English. I hope that you learned something new, and if you want to repeat the lesson, then just hit playback. If you have any questions or you would like me to answer something in any of my future episodes, please drop me an email at crushingenglish@gmail.com. For show notes to this episode, please visit crushingenglish.com/episode twelve. I'll see you next time. Hello, everyone, and welcome to my Crushing English podcast. If it's your first time to tune in, you deserve a warm, warm welcome. My name is Reese. 
I'm an English teacher and a lawyer, and I'm passionate about teaching people to speak and write better English than they ever have before. Each episode, I'll bring you bite-sized English lessons to help. So if you haven't yet, follow and subscribe so you can be updated as soon as possible when I have a new episode. I just checked my analytics this week and I was pleasantly surprised that my crushing English team has grown. My podcast has even reached Iran. That's awesome! So today's lesson is a continuation of episode 13 where we talked about confusing words. Yep, confusing English words. You know, words that you sometimes interchange with one another. So for today, we will know the difference between persecute or prosecute, precede or proceed, and judicial or judicious. But first... Let's hear from our sponsor. So for our first set, we are going to find out the difference between two words, persecute and prosecute. As a lawyer, I normally see these two words being mixed up and used incorrectly by my students and even fellow lawyers as well. So don't panic. Even advanced English learners aren't perfect. So what exactly makes these two words so different? First, let's go to persecute. Persecute. P-E-R-S-E-C-U-T-E. Persecute. Persecute is to harass or maltreat someone. You say that someone is persecuting you when you are being harassed or treated badly. For example... During the Roman times, the Christians were always prosecuted for their belief and their faith. Now what about prosecute? Prosecute. P-R-O-S-E-C-U-T-E. Prosecute. Prosecute is to take legal action against. When you have a complaint against someone and you want to sue him in court, You intend to prosecute him. Let's try using prosecute in a sentence. For example, the businesswoman's lawyer sued her former business partner for failure to pay her debt. Let's do another example. Anthony was tricked into that business deal. He asked his lawyer to help him prosecute the culprit. Set number two, proceed or proceed. Which one should you use? First, let's go to proceed. Proceed, P-R-E-C-E-D-E. This means to come first. P-R-E or pre at the beginning of some words means the beginning or prior to. Other words with pre at the beginning are pre-order, Prerequisite, pre-loved. Let's try using proceed now in a sentence. Ariana Grande was preceded by Britney Spears in terms of fame. 
This means that before Ariana Grande was famous, Britney Spears was the most popular pop star in the world. And Britney Spears herself was preceded by Madonna. This means that Madonna came first. Now we go to proceed. Proceed. P-R-O-C-E-E-D. This means to advance or continue. For example, if you want to proceed to France, you may have to go to London first. Another example, if you want to proceed in your fitness level, you may have to lift heavier weights. Set number three, judicial or judicious. Now this one, I am kind of guilty that I didn't know before, but now I do, and now I'm going to teach you. So judicial, judicial, J-U-D-I-C-I-A-L. This means legal or official. Among lawyers, the word judicial refers to the proceedings before the judge in court. For example, before you can get a divorce, you have to go through an expensive judicial process. Now, what about judicious? Judicious, J-U-D-I-C-I-O-U-S, judicious. This means sensible or wise. For example, I think you should listen to your mother. She gives judicious advice. Now that's done, let's make a quick rundown of what we covered, just to see if you really understood the lesson. First, persecute. Persecute is to harass or to treat someone badly. Stop persecuting him, he didn't do anything wrong. Prosecute. Prosecute is to take legal action against someone in court. The Ted Bundy case was prosecuted by a very good lawyer in front of the media. Next, proceed. Proceed is to come first. Madonna preceded Britney Spears in terms of fame. While proceed is to continue or to go forward. Before you can proceed to taking Chemistry 2, you must have taken and passed Chemistry 1. Judicial, on the other hand, refers to legal proceedings before a judge in court. Before I can get divorced from my husband, I must go through expensive judicial proceedings. Judicious means wise or sensible. I need to listen to my father. He gives the most judicious advice. If you're an English beginner, don't forget to download my phrasebook, 200 Plus English Phrases for Everyday Use. I'll provide it in the show notes below. It's for free on crushingenglish.com. Yep, completely free. Just download it. Okay, so that wraps up our 14th episode of Crushing English. I hope that you learned something new, and if you want to repeat the lesson, don't be afraid to just hit playback. If you have any questions or you would like me to answer something in any of my future episodes, please drop me an email at crushingenglish at gmail.com. For show notes, please visit crushingenglish.com slash episode 14. That's crushingenglish.com slash episode 14. I'll see you next time.
If it's your first time to tune in, you're in luck. I have a free ebook just for you. Learn 200 plus daily English phrases and expressions available at crushingenglish.com slash free ebook. It's completely free, I swear. Just go to crushingenglish.com slash free ebook in the show notes, download and have fun learning. Hello everyone, my name is Reese. I'm an English teacher and a lawyer, and I have a passion for teaching people how to speak and write better English. Welcome to my Crushing English podcast. The term crushing is English slang for doing well. And this is exactly what I want for you. I want you to read, write, and speak English very, very well. Each episode, I will bring you fun facts and tips on how to master the English language. Whether you are a beginner, intermediate, or advanced learner, there may be something new for you to discover. I'm sure. Through this podcast, we are going to learn new vocabulary that you may or may not know, common expressions, history behind some words, and proper pronunciation. You'll be a native English speaker in no time, I promise. Add this podcast to your favorites, and I'll see you in the next episode.